Hey everyone, it's the 12 Days of Misfits. Hey everybody, welcome back. Day 7, we are a full week into Merry Misfitting around. And so today we are going to see if Brandon can get himself back up. He's at five and a half out of six points. That's pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, we'll we'll find you some extra credit again somewhere. So go ahead, pull out our next verse. All right, let's see what our next one is. Yeah, see, this is a lot harder from this direction. I guess I need to make your, your stocking lower okay. next year. Again, upside down. Ah, All right, we so we have Esther... Chapter 4. And again, there's usually not the whole verse, but let's see what... It is the whole chapter. Oh. Because I think, if I remember right, we can't really talk this one without context. So. Two days in a row of full chapters. Yes. All right. Esther chapter 4. All right. And this one actually is only 16 verses, so... Or 17 verses, so it's about the same as yesterday. This one is a little bit easier, cause it, or easier to understand me reading, because it's just a story. <laughs> there's not a bunch of, you know, theological terms in here. So, context, up to this point, most people know the story of Esther. Esther is a Jewish exile that is there in Persia. The king at the time was not happy with his current wife because she was putting her foot down. So, she she gets exiled or killed. We're not really 100% sure. And so, now they've got to find a queen based off of Persian law. So, they have a big you know, popularity contest. And so Esther ends up winning. Haman, the king's right-hand man, hates the Jews, which if we really want to get fancy, we actually know why. It's due to an event that Saul failed at when he was king back in 1 Samuel. That's a whole other thing. We maybe will do that later. But he doesn't like the Jews. Specifically, he does not like Mordecai, who just happens to be the uncle of Esther. And he, you know, he's trying to get rid of them. He's got this big plan to have them all hung on the same day, all at once. Mordecai finds out about the plan and goes to Esther, who is now queen, to go to the king and to try to save the people, even though that potentially is going to get Esther killed as well. So that's where we're at. We're in chapter four now. When Mordecai learned all that had occurred, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and sack cloth and ashes went into the middle of the city and cried loudly and bitterly he only went as far as the king's gate since the law prohibited anyone wearing sackcloth from entering the king's gate there was great mourning among the jewish people in every province where the king's command and edict came they fasted wept and lamented and many lay on sack sackcloth and ashes i can say propitiation but i can't say sackcloth and ashes verse four Esther's female servants and her eunuchs came and reported the news to her, and the queen was overcome with fear. She sent clothes for Mordecai to wear so he could take off his sackcloth, but he did not accept them. Esther summoned Hathashek, one of the king's eunuchs, assigned to her, and dis- dispatched him to Mordecai to learn that he was doing and why. So Hathashek went out to Mordecai in the city square in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened, as well as the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay the royal treasury for the slaughter of the Jews. Mordecai also gave him a copy of the written decree issued in Susa, ordering their destruction so that Hathachek might show it to Esther. 
explain to her and command her to approach the king, implore his favor, and plead with him personally for her people. So Hazrat came and repeated Mordecai's response to Esther. Esther spoke to him and commanded him to tell Mordecai, All the royal officials and the people of the royal provinces know that the one law that applies to every man or woman who approaches the king in the inner courtyard who has not been summoned, the death penalty. Only if the king sends the gold scepter will that person live. I have not been summoned to appear before the king over the last month. Esther's response was reported back to Mordecai. Mordecai told the messenger to reply to Esther, Don't think that you will escape the fate of all the Jews because you are in the king's palace. If you keep silent at this time, liberation and deliverance will come to the Jewish people from another place. But you and your father's house will be destroyed. Who knows, perhaps you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go and assemble all the Jews who can be found in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink it for three days or nights, and I will... My female servants will also fast in the same manner. After that, I will go to the king, even if it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went and did everything Esther had ordered him. Now, I'm not going to lie. You, this this seems like the hardest one this I've is done not, so far. Yes, this is this may. I don't know. This one may be a little bit harder than Daniel, and <laughs> this is why is that this is one that is a little bit more abstract, but not fully abstract. Okay. Now. When I say that, there are verses in here that you should be able to pull out that are directly tie into the Christmas story. So have fun. Yeah. I just want to go back to saying uh, hash hash. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, That's a tough one. And to I hate the fact that halfway through, they, they do it like four times in a row, and then they finally just like, so the messenger. It's like, why couldn't we have done that after the first time we said his name? <laughs> I want I want to start closer to like verse eleven, um, kind of about like the the decree that was made before about like the thirty days of all the royal officials. Uh, he's thinking, and the people in the royal provinces know that one law applies to every man or woman who approaches the king in the inner courtyard and who has not been summoned. The death penalty. Only if the king extends the gold scepter will that person live. I have not been summoned to appear before the king in the last 30 days. Uh, so that I'm, I'm starting there because I'm just thinking of the representation of Jesus as king in that this was the law basically at the time of past that 30 days you were supposed to be put to death and Esther was kind of pushing the boundaries. 30 well, days. I know I don't I'm not sure where the 30 day death thing comes in. Oh, but, maybe I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of another story. Yeah, that's a different story. Yes. You're on the right track, though, so keep just keep pushing. Okay, okay. Keep pushing a little bit. So, I guess with the, again, the king part, <laughs> so that I'm pulling here for stretching for straws, is that Jesus is now king and kind of breaks that old way of, of the scepter, I guess, at least in this particular case, and... Yeah, he's he's the king on the throne. That is a very far stretch. That yeah, I I don't even you yeah. were you were started towards the right direction and then it just yeah, kind of like I said crashed. this this one's been tough. I so so when I we look at go. so you started in the right spot. Anyone who approaches the king without being summoned, what happens? I need to go back and see. They're dead. 
right? Yes. That, that's that's the deal. If you approach the king unsummoned, you're dead unless the king extends grace and mercy to you, right? That's the death part I was mixing yes. up in between there. Yeah, that's 30, why I was a little with, confused with, with the 30, 30 days. days and mixing up another story. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is the relationship between man and God at this point, because we read this in Genesis 3, right? You cannot approach the king on his throne unless... He extends grace and mercy to you, and the only way he does that is through blood, right? Now, we we have that understanding, that context that we're living in. So could that be that the only way to the Father is through Jesus? Is through a mediator, right? Yep, yep, the in-between. Now, the Jewish people are about to face destruction. God's people are about to face destruction. Mordecai tells Esther, you have to be the one to go to the king. You have to be our mediator. And he even says, perhaps you have been put in this position for such a time as this. Esther knows this could end up very badly. And so she has to pray through it and everything. But eventually she decides to what? She's gonna, she says, I will go to the king. And if I perish, I perish. Mm-hmm. And we know from the rest of the story that the king extends the scepter. She doesn't die. She ends up saving the Jewish people, and Haman ends up dead instead. So what we see here is a representation of what, again, the whole Mm. purpose of why God is coming to us. We are not able to approach the king without a mediator. Christ is put into the position to be able to be our mediator for such a time as this. He comes at a specific time in history for a specific purpose so that the people will be the people of God can be saved from certain death. So it is it is a little more abstract, but the story is actually the same story all the way through. Yeah, I, I see it now that it's been explained, but yeah, I did not know as you could tell where to start on that one. So no, well, you no actually points. start. No, no actually, you started in the right <laughs> spot. The, the, the place you got confused was you had already named Jesus King as opposed to Jesus being Esther in this case. Yeah. But you were on the right track, so that wasn't too bad. Yeah, it just wasn't no, even po- worth no half points, a point. No points, so yeah. We're still at five and a half. We're falling behind. We'll, we're going to have to really work on work on some extra credit here to, to get you caught back up. But this has been day seven. Tomorrow is day eight. And we will see you then. Mm-hmm.